welcome to Soberish, the interesting psychobabble podcast. Somebody left me a one-star review and said, I don't know, that it's just insanity or something. It's like, fucking stop listening. Listen, this podcast, I know it's called Soberish, my bad. It was a little bit of a pivot. This podcast is crazy woo-woo shit designed for people who want to hear about crazy woo-woo, higher dimensional reality shit. If you don't want to hear that, get off my fucking podcast. Don't listen to it and then leave me a one-star review. Everything isn't for you, bro. That's it. Like, what are you leaving me? It's interesting, so thank you for the compliment. I think interesting in this day and age earns at least three stars, right? Don't bring my fucking numbers, my arbitrary, they don't matter at all numbers down. Get your ass back to 3D. And go listen to fucking, I don't know, some sports podcast or something, you piece of shit. I gave it a try. Nobody asked you to give it a try. I couldn't work harder to keep this podcast off of the radar of everybody else. I don't promote it. I like. I don't want you to listen to it unless you're supposed to listen to it. And if you're supposed to listen to it, here's who I'm here for. I'm here for the people that are feel like they're going crazy. I'm here for the people that feel like they are feeling timelines change. They're having strange symptoms. They can hear their friends' thoughts. T-O- I, every time I say thought now, I feel like I'm saying thought. I keep spelling it. I just spelled it in a reading to somebody. Anyway, time for my notes. I'm going to make this paper as loud as possible to frustrate Brian. Uh, This is an energy update. This is a 5D energy update. If you don't know what 5D is, don't listen to this fucking episode because it's going to sound insane. And I don't need more people telling me that I sound insane. I'm already worried that I sound insane. Speaking of feeling insane, uh, a few things in the energy update. One thing that I have been noticing and I keep getting some kind of like I keep seeing the, the void everywhere. So I think that's kind of what we're in right now is we're in a a threshold energy where we're in between one thing and another thing. And that has manifested as huge swings between kind of euphoria and um, extreme sadness. I know some people call that bipolar. It's, It's bigger swings than that. But In between that, it feels so foreign and so unlike anything I've ever experienced before that I do have, they only last for a few hours at a time, but I am experiencing some some sensations of panic that I'm losing my mind. And I'm pretty confident that I'm not. And it is very helpful that I am getting constant messages from people. I mean, fucking constant. My phone at all times is lighting up with people saying, thank you for saying this. I thought I was losing my mind. So that is helpful. Uh, You know what I always say? Look outside of yourself for validation of your own experiences. That's what I always say. Um, So some other things, some very important things. Number one, uh, the aliens keep saying this is the work. And that's something that came up a lot over the course of the last year and a half for me in all of the emotional clearing 
was I was trying to push my career forward and it was going forward all right. Like Mormon and the Meth Head was pretty successful. We were touring quite a bit, but then we were like fighting and all the fighting led to this incredible growth and evolution. You know, it wasn't just like, I've had toxic relationships that are like circular and it's just, you just fight and fight and fight and it doesn't fucking go anywhere. And you guys get worse together. And it felt like we were getting worse together because we were just like going deeper and deeper into the pain. But we were learning so much about ourselves in the process. And I just remember um, in February when I when I did that, like channeling, they just kept saying, this is the work. You've been doing the work. This this career that you have together is the incubation phase. So if you are someone who is in a twin flame dynamic um, and you are in this like hacking the love paradigms, then the message to you is this is the work. If you are someone who is healing your childhood trauma, uh, working through fears of poverty or limitation or whatever it is, whatever programs you are hacking, this is the work. And it doesn't Right now isn't a time of a ton of forward motion. We'll get a little bit of forward motion, I think, in September and October. November, we're going to get a breather. December and January feel like they're going to be big download months. But this is the work. Your body's adjusting. Your mind is adjusting. We are being like inundated with information and new experiences and new abilities and new powers. So if you're just like laying in your bed, strangely enough, everybody who has the sensation, like when is my life gonna move forward? I feel like I'm on pause. They're still being taken care of. And there's a reason for that. And that is because you are doing the work. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about, and some of this is repetitive for people who have heard me do these these episodes by myself before. Some of it will be repetitive because it's kind of building on itself and some of it needs to be hammered home a couple times. So just go with it. If you listen five months from now, it's going to be a completely different set of shit. But I want to kind of build on that. So I want to talk a little bit about something that I don't really understand very well, but that's my favorite thing to talk about, like I'm an expert, is the frequency of the planet. So... 3D, oh, how did I explain this uh, earlier today? When I talk about uh, extra dimensions, they are more like software updates, not to be mistaken with timelines. So timelines are something that you can hop. Like they are like uh, prefabricated premises that you can hop to. So there's a timeline where you are a professional wrestler, I guess, or whatever. Um, and But the dimensions are software updates. That's it. It's, it's a new set of perception, a new set of skills, abilities, and connections to other people. And 4D is a download that pretty much everyone has at this point. Tons of people don't know how to use it, but that is the mental space. And that is, if I had to give the 4D download one word to describe it, it would be discernment. And this is just the ability to hear what's really happening. The 4D download, in order to take that download and install that download, there were things that you had to clear. There were grudges and the energy that had to be cleared to integrate the 4D download was 
different. It was mental space stuff. It was learning to forgive. It was learning to accept. It was learning to... It's strange now because in the shadow of the 5D download, the 4D download, you almost have to unlearn the things that you had to learn for the 4D download because the 4D download was about accepting and forgiving and not being petty. And then the 5D download was like, okay, just kidding. Now drudge all that shit back out and it's time to feel that stuff because a 5D download is about love. I believe that this is the most difficult download to assimilate period because it exists in the emotional space. And so it, ha it, it, it requires us to clear all of that emotional trauma and I think this is the hardest one. I think we get through this one and the rest is whatever. From what I've gotten so far about 6D, which I'm getting new stuff every day, but 6D in one word is collaboration. And 6D downloads involve the things that you have inside of you that you're supposed to bring to the collective. And it's really up to us to start to build that new world. After we have integrated 5D or while we are integrating 5D, we then start to create 6D. I don't know at what point these other motherfuckers get off the planet. I'm starting to think maybe they don't get off the planet. Like my theory about the planet splitting and stuff is somewhat speculation, how I thought it would happen. But just judging by how everything else seemed like it was going to be so cool and supernatural and it ended up being like, oh, okay, so that's just like everything else that exists in the the arena of concepts, you know. Either way, there's a split happening to where we are perceiving the lower dimensional people less and less. They're kind of getting cut out of our lives. And we start to build the 60 reality. So a lot of people are getting their 60 downloads already or their 5D downloads unlock the 60 thing. And this, so people are like starting to hate their corporate jobs more than they ever hated it before. It's becoming unbearable. They're starting to have ideas of things they're supposed to bring to the collective. And the important thing to understand here, and I, I will say this and say this and say this again until it gets through, this is the programming that you have to clear for 60, is this belief in limitation and lack and this belief that things have to be difficult. That's all programming. And you have keys to people. You have keys to other beings, just like beings had keys to you. And therefore you are supported in doing whatever you need to do. I'm obviously not telling you to quit your job or anything like that. I am telling you though, that start working on the thing that is burning inside of you and you will see that you are taken care of. Just start looking for the path, knowing that that path does not involve you starving or not being able to pay your mortgage. And that will become completely obvious. Um, because the 5D download involves connecting on an emotional space, this is why the emotional clearing is so important. And it's important to understand that when one of us heals, all of us heal. That you are hacking, you are actually hacking these programs when you clear this trauma. So when you work through your emotional trauma, you work on your codependency and your intimacy issues. And especially if you're in one of these twin flame dynamics and you guys are figuring out a way to harmonize again, that doesn't mean get back together, but be in harmony. You are doing this in a way that makes it easier for the collective because the more people that do this on the planet, it raises the vibration. So that brings us back to the frequency thing. So let's say the planet is densely vibrating at whatever frequency. There is 
some numbers on this, but I don't fucking know them. And for a long time, there would be a very small amount of people that were vibrating at a higher frequency or, you know, um, resonating at a higher frequency. And they were kind of placeholders on the planet. There had to be so many at a time. Otherwise, we would fall completely asleep. And then as it was time to start to raise our frequency, a few people went up. And those people had to, like, fight against the gravity of being pulled down by everyone else. But the more that went up, the easier it became to go up. And now we're hitting such a critical mass of people awakening on the planet that they are pulling, just quickly pulling people up. And that's why people are waking up so fast. I think the paper sounds cool. Um, so I've had a few people call me for readings and they are concerned that they aren't going to 5D or they aren't that they had it for a second and then they don't have it. That's a problem with we associate dimensions with a place. And so it's not a place. It is a, it's a download. It's a, it's a software download. If you are aware of 5D, you have gotten the 5D download. If when I say this shit, I don't sound completely fucking insane to you, you have gotten the 5D download. The belief that you haven't gotten to the place where everyone else is or whatever. This is really programming stuff. This is religion teaches you that only certain people can have this and blah, blah, blah. The, everybody who wanted the download got the download. If you are, oh, this language makes sense to you or is even something you desire to experience, you're, you have the 5D download. Now there can be things that block you from integrating it, and you'll probably feel that as, as extreme anxiety or physical pain. But all you have to do is figure out what this programming is and remove it. If you call me for a reading like nine times out of ten, this is what your reading is going to end up being about anyway. Because this is the fucking energy that I pick up on. But the belief in and of itself that like this is something that you haven't earned or haven't intended, you know, you might not be having supernatural experiences or whatever, which is subjective. And also I'm hesitant to describe a lot of these things because then you'll get a preconceived notion in your mind about what something is supposed to look like. And then you are experiencing it and don't realize that you're experiencing it. It's just not as cool when you have it. It's just not as cool as it sounds when you hear other people talking about it. But so I think the 5D download, if you can tolerate this fucking podcast, you've got the 5D download. So now the important thing is making sure that you've cleared all the trauma and worked through all of the kind of like software conflicts. You know, it's like if you have like 3D love paradigms inside of you, you're not going to be able to fully integrate the 5D download. So I don't, it's not fully integrated on me. I'm still working through this codependency shit. Um, this is why get books, man, get books, educate yourself, learn as much as you can about your trauma and heal it and work through it and, uh, hack this reality. Also pay attention to the opportunities that you have for hacking reality and, and act accordingly act like these are the things that I'm hacking. These are the things that bother me and, and recognize that the things that bother you are the things that you're hacking. So aging is something that's on my mind a lot. I don't think I'm the kind of person that would have this on their mind. Honestly, I never really was hot. You know, I was like fine or whatever, but I think I was hot from like 30 
eight to 40. And then it like, it, I don't know. And then my, my face started to age. My body's fine. I don't know. I'm like, I think things are supposed to hurt. They don't hurt. But it's on my mind constantly. It's like ridiculously on my mind. And it doesn't make any sense. I didn't have teeth in my 20s. And now I'm worried about sunspots. Like, what the fuck? And I know that's because it's something I'm supposed to hack. It's something I have to be balls out triggered by so that then I can transmute this into something else. Because in order to get to a place where we can have a body that doesn't age and doesn't decay, we have to start out with the lead and transmute it to the gold. And there's like a process for that that involves loving it first. You have to love it and accept it exactly how it is. So it's very similar to like finding out I was codependent, realizing I was completely triggered in full-blown codependency, and then I have to transmute that codependency into unconditional love. So that is something that I'm actively hacking. First, I had to love and accept myself as someone who was codependent. I had to completely forgive myself for everything I had done. I had to admit it to myself and other people. That's not necessarily a step that everyone has to take, but I know for me, otherwise I will feel guilt and shame. So I have to kind of like let other people know that. Otherwise, it's something I feel like I'm hiding. I had to love and accept it. And then I had to understand it. I had to study it. I had to read about it. I had to observe it. And then a big phase of just observing codependency. And so this is pretty much the same formula. And I keep meaning to look into alchemy because the alien said the alchemy had the the steps to transmuting things. But this codependency has been a big one. I've just been observing it. So I just watch it. I watch it do its thing. And I don't take any action. And I did, I did watch it take action. And then I watched the horrible consequences. And after that, I was like, okay, so I won't take action next time because the action is a lie. And so I just watch it. I listen to it. And as time goes on, not taking action, it's like Beetlejuice where the, he gets the stuff sprinkled on his head. I can't believe you listen to me when I talk. this way. He gets the stuff sprinkled on his head and his head shrinks and his voice changes. That's what codependency has done over the course of the last couple of weeks is it used to feel like me and it used to be overwhelming need to take action. Like I would be flooded with pain and anxiety and then I would need to take action. And now it's, it's this tiny voice. It's like, no, we're going to get left. It's going to be odd. This person's fucking you over, but it's so dumb. And then I was just, Aaron and I were just in Vegas recording podcasts for the weekend. I don't want to spoil that episode, but it was like a ghost was there. I could, there were all these moments where I was like, oh, this is where I would get triggered. And I don't know. It's like I could feel the alternate timeline where I was still acting out in codependency and still, still activated. I like the word activated because like I, like codependency is not me. It's a program that I have, right? It's a program that I've run for, for most of my life. And sometimes it's activated and sometimes it's not. And so codependency has been activated for like almost two years and now it's not activated, but I can still hear the ghost of it. And I like all of these moments where I'm like, oh my God, I would have fucked the energy up right here. Holy shit. I would have freaked out right here. Oh my God. I would have been mad. And I'm just thinking it in my head. I'm just watching it. And I'm not so arrogant as to say it can't get activated again, but I've studied it. I've, I've thought about people who have 
been in my life who figured out that I was codependent when I didn't know it and used it against me. People who were able to take advantage of me and abuse me for long periods of time and I didn't know because they figured out the code to it. I thought about where it came from, like that core wound. That's very important. Figuring out your core wounds, looking at hidden places. That's something that I wanted to get into. Something that comes up a lot in readings is these slivers of identity. So mirroring is something that I talk a lot about when I talk about twin flame stuff, because like a twin flame is your, I don't know, there's a bunch of different theories about what it is, and I'm going to do a full twin flame podcast, and I think I'm starting a twin flame YouTube channel, I don't know yet, but I'm doing something on YouTube, everything I try to do hasn't been it, and so I won't release something that isn't it, so I am working on YouTube, but... I think it might be the twin flame thing because it's an energy that I'm really tuned into and there's so many people on this particular hacking journey right now and I think I could use uh I could communicate it in a in a language that might resonate with more people but one of the biggest things about the twin is that they are a mirror so when you are faced with this person who has the exact same energetic blueprint as you they trigger the fuck out of you and they trigger you because they're mirroring back your stuff, stuff that you wouldn't ordinarily see. So that's like, see my twin. I had no idea I was codependent. I'd been in other relationships where I didn't think I was codependent. Turns out those were just relationships with people who were taking advantage of the fact that I was codependent. So um, I'm actually a great fit for someone who's like a covert abusive uh, person because they figured out like, oh, I could just uh, trigger her and then compliment her and then trigger her and compliment her and get her in the hamster wheel of trying to prove her worth. And she'll think that this is love and, you know, whatever. And so then I come up against this twin who can feel the the codependent energy and is kind of freaked out by it and, and won't let me get into this abusive dynamic with him. And I, it triggers the fuck out of me. And so now I have this mirror here and I'm like, why am I acting like this? It's because you're codependent, bitch. So uh, that's an important thing about mirroring. Somewhere else that mirroring comes up is abusive people will sometimes mirror back your qualities. Uh, they'll pretend to be you, uh, so, like like you to get in with you so that then they can turn on you and stuff. So it's like the narcissistic cycle. And another thing that mirroring has been coming up on is that in childhood, if the adults around you don't mirror back your experiences, this is how you lose yourself. So shadow work has been coming up a lot. Like, why is it that I'm an emotional person and I didn't know that about myself? Why is it that I'm someone that wants love and I don't know that about myself? How the fuck do I not know that about myself? And I learned this thing about mirroring in childhood. So when you're a child, I think it's a little bit better now, but like when I was fucking growing up, people just told you what reality was. And it had all these insane parameters that do not fucking actually exist. So it's like, this is what a boy is. This is what a girl is. Like now we know that that's nuts. But in the 80s, you had young men like 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 boys who were creative or had any type of feminine energy whatsoever. And they had that like chastise out of them. 
So if you had a boy who was creative and his dad was not in touch with his own sexuality, he'd be like, that's girl shit. You're not a girl. You're a boy. And in this moment, this book, because children are being programmed. So if you're giving them like hard line, this is what reality is, then that child splinters off that piece of who he is and hides it in his shadow because he's like, oh, I'm not this because this adult is telling me what reality is. And there's a million of these. There's a million of these society. And this isn't even like societal programming. This isn't even getting into if you did have a traumatic childhood or an abusive childhood. This is just in the best possible circumstances. You were told as a child who you are, what is real, what is wrong, and what is right. And depending on how drastically different that perception was from who you actually are, there's a lot of stuff hidden from you. So this is where the mirroring thing comes in is your relationship to your own emotions. So I got mocked for crying when I was a kid. It just wasn't something my mom, because I'm sure she got mocked. So it wasn't something she was comfortable with. We also in the 80s, just like feelings weren't valid. So uh, when a kid cries, it's like, what are you crying about? I'll give you something to cry about, like, which is the message that your feelings aren't valid. I was up until a couple of years ago, so utterly humiliated to cry in public. Like I would rather put a gun in my mouth than have someone see me cry. I think it wouldn't bother me at all now. But before Aaron came into my life, I don't think I ever cried in front of anyone. I know like as I started to soften up, I remember people being like, oh my God, you're crying because I didn't have access to any of those feelings. I had feelings, I guess. I don't, they were like taking place in a dungeon where my inner child was, but like I couldn't, I couldn't perceive them because they, my shadow, they were all in my shadow. Why were my feelings hidden in my shadow? Because when I was a kid and I would have feelings, the adults around me would say, those feelings aren't valid. Those feelings aren't real. And so my reality is being written by people who are not mirroring my own experiences back to me. So mirroring in this sense would be your child starts crying and you get down and you're like, your feelings are valid. Your feelings matter. Like, here's, here's another way to look at this or whatever, but your feelings are valid. But every time I had a feeling, it was like, shut, you know, shut the fuck up. It's a, you're not, you're fine. It's, you know. What the fuck are you crying about? What the fuck are you looking at? You know? And so I just was like, oh, these are garbage. Like, I don't have these. Um, the result of this is slivers of who you actually are being split off. And I'm talking about this because this comes up in so many readings that I think it's worth, like, everyone looking into. We have to find all of those pieces of ourselves because who you came here as is who you are supposed to be in this new world. That doesn't mean you're not shaped by your experiences, but your pure essence is who you are as a child. That's why the inner child, we have to like pick it all back up. You have to find it again. The balance of masculine and feminine energy matters. The identity, the creative energy, all of this stuff matters. So you have to find it. And one problem that I've noticed with people who are still trying to get to this trauma is it's pretty easy to be like, I need to handle my trauma when you got like molested and beaten and everything else. It's like, oh, of course I need to deal with my trauma. Now, a lot of the trauma that is coming up in readings 
uh, is being rationalized out of healing by the mental space. So they're like, yeah, but my childhood was easier than other people's childhood. Well, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? That doesn't have, like, this isn't a contest. I'm not saying you need to tweet about it, but we do got to get in there and figure out where our wounding is. And I think I've already used this example on the podcast about, you know, if your parent rejects looking at your art because they're on the phone, you know, uh, is still a wound. Like there's still a wound there. So it's important to find these. Who were you when you were four? Do you have any memories of that? Do you remember what it felt like? Do you remember the things that made you cry? Do you remember the things that were important to you and really kind of get in there and try to find those things. This is something that if you're having some 5D download blocks, this is the inner child integration stuff is something that will help get that moving. The other thing is the vampires, man. I, I know that I'm harping on vampires like crazy, but it's very important that you starve your vampires. I did a reading tonight of someone whose vampire is uh, a pretty innocuous. I couldn't come up with the word innocuous, though. I was like, innocent? There's an there's innocuous vampires. There's the person that, like, catches you at the water cooler and then just, like, talks and talks and talks and talks. And the t it's so fucking boring. You want to put a gun in your mouth. You know what I'm talking about, this person? But they're nice, right? They're nice so you feel bad. Get the fuck away from that. Are you tired at the end of that exchange? Get away from them because they're a vampire. That's a vampire eating your energy and being nice while doing it. Get the fuck away. Pay attention to how you feel. When you interact with people, you're exchanging energy. It should feel like a fucking exchange. If you are exhausted after dealing with someone, if you find yourself just like skeeved out, but you don't but, but on the outside, they seem nice. Nice is NutraSweet for real. Don't let people hide behind nice. Starve your fucking vampires. Are your, is your family toxic? Do your parents treat you like shit? You heard it here. Abandon your family. If you have toxic vampires, psychopaths, narcissists, anybody who feeds off of you, get them the fuck out of your life because you will not be able to fully integrate a 5D download if you are still entertaining vampires. Now we're about to get woo as fuck. This is like beyond woo. We're about to get very supernatural. If this does not resonate, please get the fuck off my podcast. All right. A friend of mine who I talk about all the time on both podcasts, uh, who I grew up with and the person that I'm trying to get her to come to LA to do this podcast, but she sees a lot of energy stuff, and this fucking resonated so hard. She said that she was, and I'm going to butcher a little bit of it, but she was in like a meditative session, and she went up above the atmosphere, and she saw these black, they looked like giant spiders almost, like black clouded energy um, entities or whatever, and their, their legs were going down onto the planet and then on the legs had talons and the talons were sticking into people. And this is that vampire energy. This is that dragging us back down. That's why it feels like we make it two steps and then we're pulled back down again. I absolutely feel this energy. She said that everybody needs to clear these and... um. I asked her what she did. She said she enlisted the help of an archangel. I have been 
really resisting the Archangel thing. I listen to a lot of, you know, like I, I'm, I'm familiar with the Archangels. It's just kind of religious vibe. It's not. But uh, anyway, whatever your flavor of healing is, uh, we probably need to address these um, these energies. These energies are big, but they are part of a collective. So I talked at last week about the Twin Flame Collective, and then I deleted it off of there. So there are different like collective um, like tribes, like different groups of people working on one team. And so the Twin Flame Collective is like its own team. You have the masculine team and the feminine team, and that's not gendered, but it's kind of... Uh, uh, anyway, it, and the masculines are kind of a collective consciousness and the feminines are kind of a collective consciousness. And when you talk to people who are on this twin flame journey, it's funny how there are different waves of it, but it's funny how there is the dates all kind of line up. Like they're all making up and breaking up in similar dates and stuff, because it's kind of a little bit of a dance and that's a microcosmic dance representing the macrocosmic dance behind the feminine age taking over the masculine age and the masculine age resisting the feminine taking it over and the feminine being too eager to engulf that age and whatever. It gets pretty weird and deep. But that those are collectives, right? And then you have like, uh, you have collective waves that are moving ahead in ascension. Everywhere you live, there's a little bit of a collective consciousness. And I've talked about this before, how there are certain places that are easier to live because this collective makes money and this collective is artistic and, you know, creative and you can ride the waves of those energies. I've talked about all this stuff before. So there is a collective, this dark, um, I keep saying narcissistic, but this vampire energy, this, this, this taking energy. And it's really like what our life has been in 3d reality. We are like gods, straight up fucking gods on a planet capable of creating anything. But because we are asleep, we are basically just hosting parasites. That's it. Like we're barely creating anything for ourselves. And we're mostly just creating reality for these parasites and these parasites do not want us to leave. Like, obviously, they do not want us to leave. They do not want us to wake up. I don't know what happens to them. I don't know what happens to 3D in general. My understanding is the karmic reality will continue to be the karmic reality somewhere else. But whether or not that just is like the red hat people, uh, the MAGA people seem to live in a different reality than us, but they're like, you know, a fucking hope they live in a different reality than everybody on this podcast that's listening to this podcast. But I don't know what, I don't know how that ends up playing out, but the parasites got to go. You have to stop feeding the parasites, starve the vampires because they're, it, they cannot go to 5d. They cannot, they cannot get this download. They cannot be any, they cannot be associated with this download in the slightest. So if you are still hosting parasites, in any way, shape, or form, it will not fully integrate for you. So if you are feeling super blocked and like you're not able to move forward, look for parasites, look for them everywhere. And then also, if you want to get kind of woo and crazy, address this kind of bigger parasitic energy. This kind of ties into this other thing I've been trying to figure out, which is karma. This is the end of karma. We're in the end of the karmic cycles and past lives. And I keep trying to find a past life expert and they keep 
I keep not finding one and they keep telling me that they are the past life experts, but I would like to like, I don't know, I should probably just read an article or something. But I think the people that are your vampires in this life were your vampires in every life. And I don't know what the fuck that means. Does that mean that they were never people? They never had souls and they're just like you have the elites and then they have a million satellite parasites that live out here. I have no idea. I'll have to think about it some more. But another thing that's interesting about past lives rippling out into all the other lives is that the past lives are technically happening right now. So everything is happening right now and, and past lives aren't really past. This is where shit gets cloudy for me. And so of course they all affect each other. So in readings, and I can't remember if I talked about this on here or not, but in readings, karma, karma, karma keeps coming up. So there are certain people that you are just like karmically connected to that you, they have been fucking with you life after life, after life, after life. And you have fed them life after life, after life, after life. And there are different kinds of connections. There are people, you know, there are people like that, uh, you've hurt and they've hurt you and you've tumbled through life together. There's a soulmate, but I think that your vampires have been your vampires for a long time. Your parasites have been your parasites for a long time. I think that because of how many people are getting out of these abusive, like narcissistic relationships and then telling me stories about how they got a past life reading and this person showed up in all their past lives. And I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. Because as we're closing out karma, why are these still all st open? Why are these karmic uh, relationships not closing out? Which is something that shows up. I feel like I'm just babbling about nothing. So I don't have all the details yet. I don't think I fully understand it. I think it's still something that's unfolding. But there are long-standing karmic ties, lifetimes-long karmic t uh, ties to your vampires, to your energy vampires, to your fucking abusers. And we have to figure out how to remove that. And I've got a few different ideas, but I haven't heard any results back from anybody. So I'm going to put a pin in that. But if you have ideas, definitely reach out and let me know and be aware of that spider energy. Here's a couple things that are fucking interesting about that though, is I've told this story probably on the other podcast, but during alien school, this is like six months in, I did acid one day. I did acid because the aliens were like, do acid and then go into your room by yourself. And I had, I was obsessed with mirrors and shiny things, anything that had a reflection on it. Wow. That's interesting now to think about that now that mirrors are such a big deal. And so this house, I did, this is like another house that somebody gave me. I, I got given like three different houses, four different houses during this era. But this was an adult foster care home at one point. So it was just like this eight bedroom house. And every single bedroom had sliding mirrored closet doors. And I had stolen all the closet doors from the other bedrooms. So the entire inside of the room was mirrors. And I turn off the lights and I sit on acid and the aliens are like, I sit on acid. I sit on the floor while on acid and the aliens said, look into the mirror and you're going to face all your fears. It's time for you to face all of your enemies. And so all of these things are coming at me. I'm falling off of cliffs. Um, 
I can't remember all the things now, but the one thing that always stands out is like after I beat a lot of these things and I did beat bugs, like there were spiders running up me and shit, this gigantic, what I remember to be a spider, but it was a black energy spider comes up behind me. And I had to just, the practice was not going into a fear reaction, but going into like a relaxation reaction so that it would like, cause it's all an illusion. And so it came up behind me and stood behind me, which was very creepy. It was very scary looking. And then I just sat there and stared at it. And that was like the, the finale of this thing. So that's very interesting because the imagery that she used with this talon thing. Then later in my meth use, I had an abusive boyfriend who was very dark energy. And he used to do this thing that I hated where I would get high and then he would sit right in front of me and not let me do anything. And what he said was that it, it was because I was too tweakery, but that's just because he was a nagging piece of shit. And he would sit in front of me and then this fucking dark hand, like it looked like a hand, but it definitely looked like a spider. Like it was gigantic though. And it would come up from over the back of him and then just attach to me. And by the time he got, and then just, he would just make me sit there. And, uh, and by the time it was done, I wouldn't be high anymore. Like he would get me high and then eat, this thing would eat my high. And I fucking hated it. Like he would tell me, I'm just doing this because you need to calm down. But I'm like, I can see this fucking thing coming out of the back of you, you fucking asshole. Anyway, so I, that feels relevant because I think this is how the vampires operate. Um, I wrote this list during a reading today and now I'm like, I don't know what a hundred of these things mean. I really like the way this paper sounds though. Oh, loneliness and longing. We are getting closer and closer to becoming one consciousness at least more of one consciousness than we've ever been before. And there, there's a homesickness that many of you probably have felt faintly throughout your life. And it's very intense right now. And if you are in the Twin Flame Collective, you're probably focusing that on your Twin Flame. If you're not in the Twin Flame Collective, it probably just feels like loneliness. But then you're like, should I get on Tinder? And that sounds awful. Should I call so-and-so? And that doesn't feel like it'll work. And it's just this loneliness and this longing. This is like the beacon calling us home, calling us back to one consciousness. It's fine. It's temporary. It is a symptom of being pulled back to one another, being being called back to source. I think we are dipping in and out of this higher dimensional energy. And so we're kind of tapping in to source so often that when we are kind of pulled back down, anchored back down into denser energies, it just feels awful. And so that is normal. It's not, uh, you're depressed. I mean, you are kind of depressed. We're going to be kind of a lot of emotions for a while. We have a little more time of that. The feeling crazy thing. Also, uh, it's just, we're like, like leaving earth. I don't know. It's fucking nuts, but it, I feel crazy also sometimes other times I'm like, oh yeah, this makes perfect sense. And then, and then, you know, three hours later, I'm like, okay, I've lost it for sure. Um, sexuality. There is a massive balancing of masculine and feminine energy that's happening. And, uh, for me, it's manifesting as 
Um, I'm like, I'm really gay. I'm like very gay for like the last week. I'm like, I'm all the way gay. I don't think I like men at all. And then it kind of just like teeters back a little bit. Uh, several people have reported like, I don't, what is happening with my gender? And so I, that's all na that's all the calibrating of masculine and feminine energy. I think we are all eventually going to be 50, 50 of all of it. And there will be no sexual identities because it's all whatever the fuck and everybody does whatever the fuck they want and we don't need to label it. This is why you see so many people who are like, I'm pan and then the next day I'm this and I'm bi and it's like blah, blah, blah. It's because they're trying to figure out where the fuck to put their feet and there just isn't You're because we're not. None of us are anything. Be whatever you want to be, but there's some calibrating happening. I saw how weird, like several times in the last few months, I've been like, I'm definitely all the way gay. And then a few days later, it goes away. And it's so interesting. I'm, I'm glad I'm not making giant proclamations on the internet, but it's been very interesting to watch my own sexuality change and shift so much. So that's something that's happening. Um, so do you consider yourself confused or evolving? Um, oh, evolving. That's an interesting question, I guess. I definitely consider it evolving because I know that it's a it's so it's a parameter. It's a construct. It doesn't actually exist. We all are one and we're attracted to whatever, but we have been raised up and and existed in this this house of rules where everything has to have a defined line and all of this stuff. And so we we are driven to define things. And it's undefinable. So I, I don't know. Like, I feel I'm having a very gay week, but I don't. I mean, I already knew I was bi, but the the amount of gay that I was, I don't know. Maybe I have like a, a feminine soulmate coming in because there has always been kind of a like definite sexual chemistry and attraction, but like never really had like a good love relationship with a partner of the same sex so maybe that's just what's about to happen maybe i'm gearing up but i'm just like preoccupied with uh like feminine energy right now i'm preoccupied with the idea of like sex with women also i'm definitely not going to make it a year <laughs> um but i talked to so i did a reading for someone today who was kind of re like their sexuality was recalibrating. And I think that that's a pretty common thing that's happening. It just sucks. You hear people talking shit about people defining themselves. We don't need to impose it on everyone. You know, it's a, we don't need to make, I don't know, I guess do whatever you want. When I write this shit down, it feels like it's going to be so um, much stuff. And then it's like not even an hour long. Let me think. Do you have questions? No, but if you want to fill a little time, I could ramble for about a minute. Yeah, ramble. Okay. Well, we did an episode. It was probably the second recording we ever did together where it was you and I just like dicking around in the booth. Yeah. Um, and it probably will never see the light of day unless a Patreon ever happens or something. But in that episode, I credited you with finding me a roommate, so keeping me in L.A., you helped me quit smoking, and as of this past week, you helped me land, like, the sickest job ever as a full-time podcast producer. 
So part of this is to say that if there's any hiccups or anything along the way in the next week or so, I'm taking the hit for that because we're changing studios. Um, but the good news is doing it full time, it's only going to get better. I'm going to learn some video tricks. So anything we do maybe for YouTube will be awesome. I'm, I'm pumped and thank you for having me produce this shit. Whew. Is this a good time to tell you that I broke your audio recorder? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. It just has the same card error as the other one, so I bought a third one. Anyway, we'll fix it. I'll I'll get it fixed. Um, well, this cool that you said the YouTube thing because I was like, well, maybe when he moves to the studio, I'll just quit the podcast and turn it into a YouTube thing. But no, we'll, f we'll figure something out. And right. the YouTube, it'll be like Premiere and After Effects, so it's not only video editing, but I'll be able to do cool tricks and stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll make it cool. Oh, like, even if it's just for Alien School stuff that you want to put up. Whatever, whatever you're thinking. Uh, hell yes. Holy shit. I'm excited. I, um, I'm start I just bought all the equipment to start doing a YouTube channel. I guess I want to talk about Twin Flames. This is another example of this micro macro thing. So like on the microcosmic, this is a dance between the masculine energy and the feminine energy because we are going from the masculine age of Pisces into the feminine age of Aquarius. And there is kind of a concession that the masculine has to make and the feminine has to receive it because we have to make that transition. And the masculine has been in power for a long time and they're afraid like as a collective, like not even the masculines involved in the twin flame, but overall the patriarchy and everything, this dance, we've been doing this dance as a society for a while where the feminines are asserting themselves and the masculine are conceding. And so it's just the passing of the torch, but it has to be this like perfect energetic balance where the feminine has to be receptive to the masculine and not engulfing because there is a desire to just eat you guys just to fucking eat you to cut you up into little pieces and eat you and we can't do that because that's not the transmutation so there's a lot going on here and i i think that the next thing i do is is a youtube series my first one's going to be called, oh, never mind, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want anyone to steal it. But I think I'm going to start a Twin Flame YouTube channel separate from my other channel where I kind of get into this stuff more for people who are on this journey. I mean, it's it's every single day, multiple people in my awareness start this journey. So um if that is something that you believe yourself to be in, I cannot confirm for you whether or not that's it. That's one of the rules. If someone tells you they can confirm it for you, they can't. I can kind of tell by the way that the cards come out if it's a twin because you'll mirror each other hardcore in the cards and stuff. But And I can ask you the list of symptoms, but like I can't pull a card and tell you definitively if that's what it is. The difference between a twin flame relationship and a toxic relationship or a twin flame connection and a toxic relationship is if you're just cycling the same garbage, that's just toxic bullshit. Let it go. A twin flame dynamic is uh, healing and evolving and mirroring in a way that helps you evolve. And also the work doesn't stop when you separate and you probably will separate.
it's kind of like you come around each other and it's like I love um Christina Lopes does great videos on the twin flame thing and she says that it, as a twin uh comes in proximity of you this mirror says I love you and there's some things you need to see about yourself I love you and there's some things you need to see about yourself and this triggers you and that's the point of it and a lot of times they bring this stuff to your attention and then leave and then that's when you get to work on it so it really feels like it's about romance or you know um some finish line and it's not it's this person we are trying to hack love and at the end, it's unconditional love. And it's unconditional love in a way that you've never seen or experienced before. And I'm like not there yet, but it's love in the complete absence of possessiveness and jealousy and needing something outside of yourself to feel better. Like you both have to be completely whole beings, 100% without the need of anyone else's energy to exist or sustain yourself. And then you share that. And that's when you're in perfect harmony. And it's, it's, this person isn't responsible for any of your feelings because you were able to completely fill that cup on your own. And there is no jealousy and there is no possessiveness and there is no, you know, bouncing back and forth off of each other's trauma or controlling each other. It's completely 100% unconditional love. Like this, I see you for what you are right here, right now, and I love you and I don't need anything from you and I will share this with you, but without condition. So um, that means you love your twin no matter how strong the connection feels, you love them even if they decide to go love somebody else. You love them the exact same amount. That's intense. I am definitely not there yet. But that is that is the point of this. That is the point of taking these old shitty love paradigms and turning them into unconditional love. And then I don't know. I don't know if at the end of that the program turns off and we're like, oh, you're not the other half of me. This was just a program we were running. This is a game we were playing to get to this. I have no idea. I'm not closed off to that possibility. But I think ultimately we just got to figure this out with one person and then we kind of know how to do it with everybody. It's much easier to do it with someone that is the same energetic blueprint as you, I think. So I might have been a little bit repetitive, but if, if you believe yourself to be in one of these, this is definitely the kind of reading that I'm picking up on the most right now. It's like making me self-conscious how many twin flames I'm picking up on in readings, but that's where we're at right now. We need it. I don't know why I put applied kinesiology on here, but that's something cool to Google, I think. Muscle testing. Do you know what muscle testing is, Brian? All right. So like I hold this bottle of water and you take two fingers and try to push, push my arm down. You won't be able to push it down. But then if I had a pack of cigarettes in this hand and it, my arm would go right down. You've seen that before? Yeah. Chiropractors do stuff like that. Too. Yeah. Hippie shit. I don't know why it's written down here, but it came up, I think, on a live chat or something I was doing, and I thought it might be something helpful for people when they're trying to figure out what's good and what's not good for them right now. So I hope that's been an hour. I am done. I'm going to be traveling, so I want to hurry up and get this episode out. I believe that I'm doing an episode with an astrologer when I'm on the road and then a twin flame therapist that I'm super excited about when I get back. And um, anyway, if you want a reading, schedule that at jessery.com. 
If you haven't started Mormon in the Meth Head, it's honestly kind of crazy that you haven't started Mormon in the Meth Head. If I were to start listening to that podcast, where would I start? Like right in the middle? Mormon in the Meth Head? At the beginning. Oh, it's like a journey? It's like a journey. <laughs> Listen, this is where you'll hear a lot of the mental health side of this. Soberish for me is where I go balls out alien school stuff because I don't really want that on Mormon and the Meth Head, even though it's kind of starting to happen anyway. But this is where you'll get these energy updates and these paranormal guests and stuff. And Mormon and the Meth Head is a lot more like feet, feet on the ground, mental health clearing and stuff, but it's got a lot. It's got a lot of important program, like deprogramming stuff. And it's also much funnier than this podcast because this podcast isn't at all funny. So check that out. Mormon and the Meth Head start at the beginning. Jessa Reed Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. Soberish Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Who cares? I mean, really, I guess you could leave some five-star reviews to, you know, if you don't think I'm insane, please stop listening to my podcast. If you think I'm insane, it's making me self-conscious, honestly. Um, follow me on YouTube because I am going to start doing YouTube content. They stopped fucking earthquake retrofitting after three months. So you, I can record things now. And I guess that that's it. There is a Facebook group, Soberish Podcast. 